welcome you listening to the Leading Hope Podcast. My name is VJ Williams here with my friend and pastor, Kevin Jack. Thank you for joining us and <laughs> taking time out of your day to become a better leader. If you're new, welcome. We release a new episode every Wednesday. We would love for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Get that automatically downloaded every week on your favorite podcast platform. But we're saying podcast platforms over and over again. It's, it's the favorite one. I forgot. Favorite. Favorite. Uh, Not you, just a podcast no, platform. Your favorite, your favorite podcast platform. Podcast platform, podcast platform, podcast platform. There it is, MySpace. (laughs) Also, share this with a friend on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Please rate and review (laughs) on Apple Podcasts. A few extra minutes absolutely help get this in the hands of many more leaders just like you trying to get better like us. Visit leadinghope.online, get updates. All the other episodes, all 206 of those before, (laughs) are available. Uh, But today we're on 207. 207. Episode 207. You've titled this, What People Mean When They Say Deep. What do they mean? What do they what mean? What do you mean? What what forever do you mean, <laughs> sir? Sire. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing what know. you're doing. It's just the way you wrote it. So um I want to get into Are we gonna go deep. So <laughs> um what I want to get into today is helping uh speakers communicators, uh be it pastors or whatever it is, because um I think everyone has a desire to have creative content. Yes. I don't know. Uh, You don't know if, oh, pause. Yeah. In the conversation. (laughs) Yeah. My statement, I think everyone has a desire to have creative content. Yeah. And your rebuttal is... I don't know if everyone does. I think most. Okay. Yeah. You think some people? I think some people just... are perfectly fine just saying what everyone else said and phoning it in. Yes. All right, that's a fair statement. <laughs> so, <laughs> no rebuttal yeah, from yeah. me on that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so for those who don't, <laughs> I want to talk to you. And uh, I've had a couple times. I joked about this. Uh, a couple. I can't even remember. It was on a Sunday in a sermon of like I was early. Early on and someone came up to me after sermon and they were just like i thought we were gonna go deep oh <laughs> and my response was like my joke now is like i'm 24 yeah <laughs> like i don't have that much depth i can't i'd i never been through anything and so i i think that's th- a that's a tough thing for to hear after you this is after you oh gave yeah a sermon? people are yeah oh i mean that's almost like saying i thought you weren't going to be dumb <laughs> <laughs> I know you like I know you say that jokingly. Yeah. I don't think people realize that is what someone speaking hears. Yeah. Cuz like some people would just be like I just really want to go deep. Yeah. It just be like you're stupid. <laughs> yes. 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 That's uh I'm sorry that that happened to you. Oh, it's happened more than once just to be clear. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. Like recently? No. Okay. No. I'm antagonistic enough. Deep. I'm antagonistic <laughs> enough when I preach that it happens to me less. <laughs> like when you're younger, like you don't really right, like yeah. you just assume you're supposed to take it yeah. instead of being like, yeah, yeah, you're a mean person. Yeah, you should not be telling me this. Yeah, so that's good. 
There you go. I'm getting I'm getting cynical in my old age. Well, I, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't go that far. Um, I'll let you know. <laughs> thank you very much. So, uh, like, maybe the first note to take is don't tell anyone they're not deep. If yeah. you don't think it's deep enough, maybe go somewhere else. That's perfectly fine. Yeah. But, like, don't tell them that. But here's the, like, I, I want to walk through this because I think this is important for as people are crafting content to understand what's taking place. Good. So, like, sometimes people would be like, I thought we were going to go deep. And legitimately, like, people be like, yeah. I'd be like, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you mean by deep. And, like, the kind of the response would be like, well, like, you know, like, we already know this. And so I'd be like, so is new deep? Is that what we mean? Yeah. Because that was the most common response. would be like, well, we I've already heard that. And go, but that doesn't mean it's not deep. Is this new deep? The other thing... um, that uh, I, I wondered if it was, is is it confusing? Is is confusing deep? Because like if you give a message and yeah, you not clear, it's yeah, deep. If you give a talk, whatever it is, and you just like put the thing in a sentence and be like, here it is, like it could be loaded with sacrifice and meaning and everything else. But like you like play a little thesaurus game, switch out some of the words, get some better synonyms that have some more syllables come out there, phrase it in a way that no one really understands. Be like, Oh, that was deep. But like, does it mean you didn't understand what was happening? Yeah. Cause some people like, could I just acknowledge some people prefer confusing because they are now able, they now have a permission slip to do nothing. Mm. Uh, yeah, give me confusing theological that? message. Shroud it with terms that I don't even understand, and then I can walk away feeling like I've been in a smart room, but I don't have to do anything. <laughs> that was probably too loaded and too harsh, so if that's you, I apologize. Although everyone on the other end who speaks regularly is like, yeah, <laughs> people do that. And so like, I, I just want to say, like, I went through this process to be like, what, what do people mean? Because it'll commonly come up. What do people mean when they say, I thought we were going to go deep? Is it new? Is it confusing? Is it any one of these things? Um, for some people, just to acknowledge, especially like this is like specifically just for pastors on the other end. Like for some people, it is verse by verse preaching. Someone has told them at some point in time that the only preaching that is actually meaningful is verse by verse preaching. Yeah. I would argue uh, Paul wrote more than one letter because there were different issues at different places. <laughs> and so he, that's why he wrote more than one letter. He didn't simply say like, hey, church in Galatia, I already wrote to this other church. Go, Well, actually, he wrote to the Galatians first. Like church in Ephesus, I already wrote to Galatia. Go see their letter, <laughs> the book of Romans. My letter to the church in Rome. Go talk to the church in Galatia. I already wrote a letter. <laughs> like, and some people think that it's like, a lot easier. It's only going through verse by verse. That's obviously not the case. I don't know how to describe. It. I'm not anti that by any means. I do a portion of that every single week, but that's obviously not the definition of deep. So here is my my conclusion. Okay, is that when people say they want something to be deep, what they actually mean is unfamiliar. I don't want to know exactly everything that is being said before it said it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so as we look at that, like any, any rebuttal, any pushback, any, I want to make sure we're same page. No, I as think, we walk I think forward that's on that. correct. Yeah. They're saying like, I maybe 
I kind of knew that, but I heard it in a new way. You said it in a different way. I've never looked at it through that angle before. And I think it's important that we're aware of what's taking place because if you're viewed as shallow, people are going to tune you out. I would acknowledge repetition is important. Uh, Jesus over and over again told his disciples that they were going to take him, crucify him, but that he was going to come back again. And like, it wasn't like, Jesus, we already heard this message before. <laughs> we're kind of used to it. We're good to go. And so I just want to acknowledge that I believe that when people say, I want something to be deep, what they mean is I want it to be unfamiliar. I don't want to have the full expectation in advance of everything that is going to be said. I don't want to just be able to finish every sentence that you're saying because I already know what's coming. I want it to be unfamiliar. Good? Yeah, I would add some stuff, but yeah. Anything, because I'm going to drift into application now. Yeah, and then maybe that's what I'm talking about, application. Okay, so here's my belief. Is that if that is the case, that deep means unfamiliar no one's going to define it no one's going to say i want us to go deep and when i say that i mean i want it to be unfamiliar i think that's what's actually taking place yeah. in people's heads though yeah is our problem is is we want to turn unique language into familiar concepts and we should not do that otherwise we're shallow so I would say, um, let me give an example. A uh, long time ago, I preached a message called the miracle of the grass. On ice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the miracle of the grass. Uh, message was on Jesus feeding the 5,000. Yep. Language within it. the feeding of the 5,000. Yep. Is um, there were oh thank you <laughs> is there were all these people who were around uh, they hadn't eaten disciples come to Jesus later on they say these people haven't eaten it's getting late we have no food for them we have no money to buy this food send them away Jesus says well he said first he's like you get them something to eat they're like that would be a lot of money and then he says what do you have and so they go we have five loaves and two fish you got your notes I do how about that <laughs> so they got five loaves and two fish Jesus. Has as the people sit down, he gives the note in John. There was plenty of grass in that place. He blesses, he breaks them, he distributes them. Everyone eats. There are 12 basketfuls left over. Here is what is fascinating to me. Just quick note on the passage very quickly. The disciples come and they say, we have too many people. We have no food. We have no money. And it's getting late. Like, we have a big problem, we have no resources, and we're almost out of time. Yeah. And John, in his writing, says there was plenty of grass. So I use that in the passage to say there was plenty of space for God to do his work. Yep. Good? Yep. Now, the message is about margin. The message is about not packing your life so full that all of a sudden there's no room for God to interrupt your life. I'm going to kind of preach the message while I do this podcast so people understand what's yeah. taking place within this. I can okay. even quote you if you want. Go ahead. What you got? What's it, stuck out? It, it's easy to fill time. It's hard to find time. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, so like the message is about margin. Yeah. Which I mean, like you could, if you want to pull this out, talk leadership context, we could talk margin 
religion as well. I want to use it in a spiritual context, obviously, right. for the purpose of this message. But here's the key is at no point in time do I say we're going to talk about margin because people have already heard about margin. We're, I'm, I'm not going to say let's talk about. Yeah. You need to create just a bunch of a bunch of free time in your life if you completely pack out your life what i do is to say like as soon as i switch the language to the familiar concept all of a sudden it's no longer deep because deep is unfamiliar and so i use the metaphor of grass right and now grass for the duration of the message is a placeholder that I use in my head that when I want to say margin, when I want to say space, I say grass. I've already explained grass is the space that God used to do his work. And so I give a message on the miracle of the grass. And if God's going to move in your life, you need grass. And if you're going to have relationships, there needs to be grass yep. that God wants to do work, but there needs to be enough grass in your life. Now, no one's thinking actual like green lawn in that moment. Yeah. They understand. I mean, space. Yeah. Cause you've, you matched it back to the text. Absolutely. So be, be, before you eat bread, you need to get grass. And so, you've used that <laughs> before. Yep, <laughs> That's right. I forgot that phrase before. And so like, let, let's pause. I had actually forgot. Like before you eat bread, right. You need to get grass, right? Before you're focused on what you're filling yourself with, right? You need to focus on creating space that is needed right. to do that work. So I, I get done with the message. So many people came up to me. Like, yeah. I don't say this is a bragging way. I want people to understand. Right. Came up to me and they're like, that was amazing. That was incredible. That was in like a couple people. That was so deep. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm laughing in this because I'm thinking. You unfamiliar? <laughs> is I'm thinking, I gave a message about margin and I actually didn't say anything unique. Everything, everything I said has been said before in some way. And I guarantee you, all those people who said how much it meant to them, they have heard it before in some way. Yeah. The difference is, is I did not use familiar language. I kept it unfamiliar. Yeah. I saw the part in the text, which I believe is good. Uh, sorry, I was going to use theological terms. Good exegesis, good hermeneutics, good interpretation of the text and what's taking place. And I kept it in that same spot. And now I'm not at any risk of being accused as shallow, even though it is familiar. What they hear is unfamiliar. Correct. Makes sense. Hundred percent. Now this is where that gets like so like your your first piece. If you're a communicator, may go. I'm sick of people telling me I'm not deep. So I'm gonna say use unfamiliar language, not incomprehensible language. Yeah. Okay. This is not pull out the thesaurus and let's use all the big lofty words that no one understands. That's not the point. That is the opposite of the point. Okay. Yep. You are you are ascribing. To familiar concepts, unfamiliar connections. And when you stay and then you don't bring it back, because like if I would have gotten 10 minutes in and say, let's talk about margin, everybody turns off because they've heard a talk about margin. I stay talking about grass. And so if I could describe what's taking place, like in your brain are neural pathways. Those neural pathways, some of them are like side streets, some of them are highways. Those neural pathways are designed for you to require less energy to think. 
And so this is where our habits are. This is where previous episode, our common disciplines are. These are the neural highways in our head that information is naturally processed because we don't want to require the energy to think because we didn't have necessarily the calories that were needed in previous generations in order to require all that manpower in our head. The problem is, is that if information gets on those neural pathways, we already know what the response is. We tune it out. Because we've heard it before. And so you have to find ways to approach familiar concepts and cut new pathways in order to get new behaviors. That is what matters most. Okay. If they hear things and they think, I've already heard this, they already know what their response is because nothing's unique. And then they go, you're not deep. Yeah. And to say the way around that is not massively complex, confusing. The way around that is to use unfamiliar language within familiar concepts to never turn it back into the familiar language. And in so doing, they're cutting new pathways. They're forced to think about familiar things in new ways, which leads to new behaviors and new outcomes. So, so good. I mean, there's a number of things that people need to think about next time they're going to preach within that. Because the unfamiliar message, whatever it uh, is, there's another layer that's going on for other people there, too. uh, That is, you have taken the living word of God in its ancient text format and made it accessible to today's life yeah to a person who has not uh has has not fully taken on the text for their life yeah and that's what people are drawn to too so it that's the and that's being unfamiliar i think that's what you're saying uh it's so funny and it's you i mean like you're you're uh you're at the top of this uh for for pastors or preachers like this is this you're at the top of there's other people that can do this anyone can do it yeah but it's anyone can you're not going to do it overnight correct and it's going to take time i was uh, at a conference recently and uh i was trying to find my notes here the the pastor he it wasn't quite he didn't hit quite on there but he was he he was trying to talk about jesus like the spit Yep. Like, like literally spit. You could have done it a hundred different ways. You could spit it yep. in this thing and on this guy's eye. And he, he gave us the four truths about the spit you're going through. That's great. That's great. Right? Like, yep. so not spit, like, you know, Yep. the other word. Yep. And so, but the concepts is using that kind of thing. So this is, uh, but I don't think it's practiced as much as we would want it to be. And I, I think the, like, I don't know how to say this as either we're too literal or we're too cute. Yeah. Like either people are just like, well, I'm just going to say it exactly how it is. And I say, well, that's not necessarily the most effective way to say it. Yeah. Or they overly obsess about like, and this was, I I just think that's the case. Like people get like, I'm sure you're really impressed with your creativity. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make it helpful to those who are here. Yeah. What's the best way? And this is the last question for this episode for, for people, um, to help people understand what they really mean when they say deep. <laughs> well, my guess is, well, yeah, I'll through just say, that, not by direct talking yeah. to them. 
which that could be a whole nother episode. I don't want to, I don't want to like, how do you, uh, how do you help them not say that anymore? I don't want to overly criticize the person who says that something isn't deep. I want to acknowledge it's probably a little selfish. Sure. Okay. You're a little, especially for church context. Yeah. You're probably a little too focused on you. Yeah. The other side of it though, is I, I get the piece where we say I'm tired of the same information. Now I want to acknowledge you need to switch your, you need to switch your perspective from I am hearing this to be entertained to I am hearing this in order for my life to be better. Yeah. And like the piece on there is to go, okay, you've heard it before. Have you done it? Yeah. Because my guess is if you looked through everything spoken information given to you through an application lens and not an entertainment lens that you would look at things very differently. Yeah. So you go, I've heard it before. Have you done it? Okay, probably you need to keep hearing it. It's good. Great. That's the episode 207. Thank you for joining us today. If you're new, we release a new episode every Wednesday. We would love for you to subscribe and download. Uh, also post about a rate and review or both. You won't believe how that helps get this podcast in the hands of so many more leaders just like you. Uh, we love hearing your stories of how the podcast is working in your life or business. DM us on Instagram uh, or send uh, a note to leadinghope.online. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And remember, everyone has 20 minutes to learn to become a better leader. Make it count. Woo!